Hey guys, and welcome back to this week's episode. Um, my guest is Amanda Thayer, and she is the founder of Amanda Thayer Designs. Um, y'all are just going to love the earrings that she creates and her story of how she became a bead worker and how she makes this beautiful jewelry uh, is quite interesting. Um, I can't wait for you to hear her story and how she really refocused and changed her perspective um, when things didn't quite go the way she imagined in life. Um, so yeah, it's a really, really great episode. Her work's amazing. And we talk about just all kinds of fun stuff and her journey, um, tools she uses, how she gets out of her comfort zone. And it was her first podcast recording ever. So that was super exciting too. Um, so I hope you enjoy this episode. So grab a glass and let's chat. Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. This week, I'm super excited to chat with my guest. Her name's Amanda Thayer, and she is the creative mind behind your next pair of earrings. So thanks so much for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to learn more about your story. Um, and I was looking at your earrings. They're amazing. There's like these really long gold ones that I want to buy. They're so cute. Are those the ones you have on? They do kind of. Yeah. I was just looking at your store. They're adorable. I um, I kept these ones for myself because I made them wrong. And the imperfection is so small, but I know it's there and I just couldn't. Yeah sell them but I was like ooh they're for me now oh that's funny that's my husband's a knitter and he like knits hats and sweaters and he's like oh there's a mistake I, it just and it'll drive him nuts and everybody else is like wait where like I can't even see it mm -hmm. but I guess if you I know <laughs> I'm like I'm so detail oriented and like so committed to like quality like I just don't feel right sending something out that's not like how I think it should be yeah I love that. Yeah. So. And you can tell by your designs, it's, they look like they're just all perfect. So thanks. Yeah, you're <laughs> welcome. Um, and so you got um, like Grand Cortage. Is that the wine that you got, the Champs? Yeah, it's um, here. See, mm. um, I love that it's a woman owned business. I'm I don't know if you did that on purpose, but I uh, read the back of the label and I was like, ooh, yeah. yes. Yeah. I. It's funny. I have not even had that wine. I've shipped it a few times. Everybody loves it. Um, but I've talked to I've talked to her on Instagram and I've we've talked about her coming on the show. And I think that would be so amazing to learn her story. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't do it on purpose, but mainly just because, well, I did do it on purpose because I heard it's awesome. So it, it's really good. Are you drinking the same one? No, I've not had that wine. Um, you yeah, need to get it for yourself. Out of the can. <laughs> so, <laughs> but well, awesome. Well, yay. Okay. So you got into making earrings because of an, an accident, right? Like I would love to hear about your story, how you got to where you're at, you know, all of that. Oh my gosh. So my journey to beaded earrings started, I mean, kind of longer than when I started beading. 
So in 2015, my husband and I and one of my good friends, we decided we were going to do one of those like mud run obstacle courses. Yeah. And last obstacle, I totally blew out my knee. Ow. It was super dramatic. I like fell. I tried to finish the race. My husband was like, oh, hell no. Yeah. You need to get down. You're broken. Um, and so I ended up having three surgeries to repair oh that knee. And my fourth one is actually next month. It's still an ongoing thing. So in 2021, 2021, after like a year of working with my OBGYN, I was diagnosed with adenomyosis, which is where the cells that usually line your uterus, like get into the walls of your uterus. And my uterus was like bad. It was my OBGYN described it as boggy and like just gross. So I had to have a full hysterectomy. Oh my goodness. And it's super important when you have a hysterectomy to just like <clears throat> chill, like you really want to heal. There's just so much that goes into it. And I know that I'm not good at that because of all my previous surgeries. Like I get so depressed Yeah, and it's so lonely. And I, I knew like I had to do something different. So I hired a coach, I was working with her, worked with my family. And I think it was actually my sibling who suggested, why don't you start beating? It's something you can do from your kitchen table. You'll like keep your brain busy and it's like something new. And it was perfect. Like I was occupied. I was excited to get up Mm -hmm. and like work on these new projects. I think my first earring took me like eight hours. I just sat at my kitchen table. (laughs) Um, It was so slow going. I'm so much better now, which is, you know great. Um, but I just ended up loving it so much. And I'm just making all these earrings. Like, what am I going to do with them? Yeah. So then I was like, well, let's, let's share this thing that's bringing me so much healing and so much happiness with everybody. And so then it's just kind of evolved from there. You know, there's always these new techniques to learn, new beads to use, new colors, new patterns, new inspiration. Like I love that there's not really a limit. Yeah. Oh, I love that story. That's amazing. Um, cause that, I can't imagine trying to, yeah, sit still and have to do these things and you've done it, you've had to do it multiple times. So I just, love yeah. your, you know, kind of refocusing everything. And then like the end result is just amazing too. Like they're beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that finding that thing to like overcome that like dark place that you get into when you go through an injury is so important. And it's sad that it took me so many like big instances to finally like figure that out. But man, it's out there. You got to like find your thing that kind of brings you out of it. Yeah, totally. And have you fully like recovered and everything like that's well, yeah, I'm so I'm recovered from the hysterectomy. It was the best decision. I'm so glad I made it. It was a hard decision to make. I was already done having kids. So that wasn't a factor. But it like, you're taking out a whole organ. Yeah, it's just, a big deal. And I'm 37. So <laughs> it, I just felt so young and but oh, feel so much better. Um, if you're going through the struggles, man, I it was the best decision. Yeah. And are you going to, um, would you start incorporating more? I didn't know, I didn't see if there were anything other than earrings or like, do you have any like big dreams of like expanding or (laughs) all that stuff? So I want to start doing bracelets. Um, and I want to start doing like beaded bands on hats, like those wool hats that everyone likes to wear. Mm -hmm. I think that would be really fun. Um, 
I volunteer at a horse rescue and they're always getting in used horse tack, like the leather Mm -hmm. straps and stuff. And so I thought it would be really fun to try to take that leather and turn it into bracelets and like bead the bracelets and have it be this like recycled Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. So I've been kind of working on that. Learning to deal with leather is like a whole new skill. So that's probably like later, but it's like in my head is this like, wow, that would be so fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Oh, um, okay. So you, you're learning that you've got kids, you know, we're all so busy. Like, how do you manage or like to try to balance or your time, you know, work, <laughs> life, balance, integration, however, like whatever. <laughs> I don't know if I'm very good at the balancing. Like, I want to be like, yeah, I totally got this down. But I feel like it, it's like ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes I feel like I got it together and I'm doing my business. Like, I work a full-time job still. I have a kid. She has after-school activities and things. So there's always something. Like, my way to dedicate time to me and my business is to get up really early in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I'm up at 5 and I have my coffee and I do my journaling. I work on my beading. I'm making listings. And that's the only way I've been able to like carve out that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I work and then I get home and it's like family and kid. And once in a while, if I'm like in the middle of a big project, I'll be like, guys, I got to focus. Mm-hmm. But I try my best to divide my time. Yeah. But it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard when you're, you're all, you know, solopreneur and a mom and a full-time worker still, you yeah, know, that's a lot. That's yeah. That's impressive that you get up so early. Like that's amazing. I, I like, I've gone in different seasons of doing that and I'm kind of back closer to getting up early than I want to. And it makes such a difference. Like it sucks, especially like in the cold winter months when I'm like, I just want to stay in bed, but the stuff that can get done before, you know, kids and everything wakes up. It's just, yeah, it's huge. <laughs> um, my best like trick to getting up is to pre-program the coffee maker like if I get up and the coffee's already made that's like I come out I get my cup of coffee I get dressed and I'm like ready to go but if I have to come out and make the coffee I'm like I like can't think I'm like standing in the kitchen like where where is the coffee Mm -hmm. yeah and it takes so much time out of my morning yes it's just like I almost am like excited knowing the coffee's gonna be ready in the morning (laughs) (laughs) like like the little things to be I did about um because for the longest time we've been like French press family and mm. um I, which is awesome but you know I kind of it was a few months ago I was like I'm gonna start getting up early again because I really got a lot done so I got a coffee maker and my husband like hates coffee makers and I'm like well I'm sorry like it, it motivates me and it's already ready and I get like good coffee from like a place here so it's like a whole motivation thing to get up early so you can make your French press when you get up that takes like 10 minutes like that it does I mean it tastes it tastes good, but it, it does take like 10 minutes. <laughs> I know. I'm like, is it really worth it? No. So, <laughs> okay. Um, awesome. Well, I'm glad there's somebody else that gets excited to make coffee and get up in the morning. Um, <laughs> so what kind of um, like apps or tools or, you know, anything like that that you use in your business to kind of like help keep you organized and you know, balance and, you know, just everything moving forward, that kind of thing. Like, are there things in your business that like you couldn't, you know, live without? I mean, I use a lot of Instagram. I feel like everyone does that. Mm-hmm. I use, um, what's that, Canva. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm kind of like old school. I have all of my like bookkeeping all like written out because I just like the colors and I like to have all my boxes checked and yeah. stuff. 
Um, so yeah, my Google calendar, mm-hmm. but I also have like a giant calendar in my office on the wall. I don't know. I feel like I need to integrate more into the modern age too, but I just, I just like love being able to write it down. I love to be able to make like physical lists and check stuff off. And you should have seen my office during the holidays. Like my whiteboard had all my things on it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have the app. I have the whiteboard. (laughs) I like that. I had a, my conversation that came out yesterday. I, it was a similar thing with my guest. She, she mentioned that we're technically like we're the older millennials like I've heard it referred to as like geriatric millennials which is super (laughs) nice um but that we you know we kind of have that analog in us still that we do like to write pen to paper we haven't like completely gone over to digital not that made a lot of sense and she said um because same thing she loves to check boxes off write things down I'm like I will write things down even if I know that they're done and I'll check them off just like to get that gratification um but she mentioned Trello have you ever used that app Mm -hmm. Um, so it's kind of, it's pretty visual. It's obviously online or on your phone, but they're like different post it, like post-it cards. And so it, it's like a board. You can look at the different things that you have and then you can click on that board and then it has like checklists in it so you can check things off. And so it's kind of, she said, it's pretty nice. It's that kind of middle ground between going full digital, but still being able to like have a visual thing to type and check things off. So I'm, I'm going to check that out. I, I love know. that idea. Yeah, and they have a free version. I actually, like, right after our call the other day, because I have used it, but it's been a while, um, went and, yeah, kind of started brain dumping, and it felt so good. And I'm just, yeah, I really like how it's all set up. So you might want well, yeah, check that out, too. Yeah, I'm going to look into that. I, like, love the ability to, to brain dump, to get it all yes. out there. And mm-hmm. that's, like, what my list and my whiteboard are. Like, I got to get it out of my head and onto paper. Otherwise, it's, like, in there. Yeah. Like, floating around mm-hmm. me too but then my problem is is that I have like multiple notebooks and then I'll be like where did I write that <laughs> Which one? list down where did I write that down <laughs> so uh, well yeah let me know what you think if you check it out um so yeah and so you mentioned in- Instagram um which yeah I love that platform like I don't I don't know it's so fun to get on and just engage I don't get a ton of my business from there but it's still fun to just be in there <laughs> I don't either. I don't get a lot of business from Instagram, but I love, like, I've met so many people on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like, I have some beater friends I've never met in person. Um, And when I have a problem, I'll message them. And I'll be like, hey, I can't figure this out. Or this thread is doing something weird. Or I can't get this bead to work. Or what size needle are you using? And they always message me back. And they're so, like, the beading community is so like big and warm and welcoming awesome. and Instagram made that possible. Like <laughs> one of my best beading friends is in Michigan. Aww. And then I have another one in like West Virginia and we're always messaging back and forth. Mm-hmm. And so I love that. Like, I know we hate the algorithm and we don't like all the stuff that Instagram is doing, but if you're using it to connect with people, it really does. Like I like, I really like that. Yeah, definitely. And you know, that's networking. So it's like, you know, it is an aspect of growing our business, you know? So yes. Um, yes. What other, are there any other like, or like what are, marketing activities do you love in your business and like that you've seen work to help grow? So I joined the mob last year mm-hmm. and that like learning intentional networking, learning how to like go into these groups and yeah like have these intentional conversations with the objective of like making meaningful connections. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like, you know, 
um, my business mentor, Aria, she'll tell you that like you hear the word networking and you think like stuffy old white guys Mm -hmm. in like boardrooms. And it doesn't have to be that way. It's you having a conversation and getting to know someone and, you know, maybe you tell them about you and maybe you just hear about them. And I'm, I learned the importance of that and how those connections can have just the biggest impact on your business because, you know, people will think of you and then they'll refer you and they'll be like, oh, you need a new pair of earrings? Well, go check out my friend Amanda. She's making these, you know, one of a kind luxury earrings. Mm -hmm. And so if we'd never had that conversation, you wouldn't even think to recommend me. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's like the biggest thing, like the biggest piece that a lot of people are missing. Mm-hmm. It's just like getting getting out there, yeah, and and talking to everybody. And believe me, that's it's so scary. <laughs> like I just did my first season of markets, and I'm like, the doors would open, and I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna talk to everyone. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> I'm like so nervous, but it was fine. Like I met so many great people, mm-hmm. and then once you start, it's so easy. Just say hi to everyone, chat them up talk to the other vendors, find out what they're making. Mm -hmm. It was good. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I mean, networking, I've always loved it. And I think it's a great way to grow our business, you know? Um, And like the mob, such another supportive group. Like I I love that, that you're in that because they're just a great group of people. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, and I've talked to a lot of people and like, you know, when I work with different clients, I'm like, you need to get out and network. And I've, gotten a little bit of pushback because people feel like, you know, you can't directly relate that ROI. And maybe you will eventually, you know, like a referral, you can tie it back. But I'm like, you know, brand awareness and getting out and meeting people and making relationships and building those relationships, like that part is huge. And so, yeah, I love, I love Aria's message behind all that. Um, I love all of her programs and everything. So I know she really like packages it in a way that's yeah. so easy to digest. Mm-hmm. And it really like resonated with me so deeply. Yeah, that I don't know. I feel like that was like working with her was like my biggest business game changer. Yeah. And just she's always there to like push you. Like Mm -hmm. she sent me a message today and she's like, you got this. You're so great. Your message is great. They're going to love your story. Yeah. (laughs) Like best cheerleader ever. (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. So how many podcasts have you done? Like, is this just you? Oh, yeah. Just you. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, so is this, would you say this is kind of pushing you out of your comfort zone? Oh yeah. This is so far (laughs) out of my comfort zone. I thought I was going to throw up before we got on this call. I text my husband. I'm like, I can't do it. (laughs) You're doing all But it's, it's fine. Like we're doing it. I'm Mm -hmm. feeling comfortable and Yeah. yeah, but getting out there and like, you know, making Instagram stories with my own face and my own like voice. Yes. I'm like, I just had and I'm, it's a still a process. Like I'm still having to tell myself, like, just do it, yeah. just do it. No one is, people aren't sitting there going, thinking all the things you're thinking about yourself. Yeah, totally. And it's like, okay, it's fine. Yeah. It's just, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. It took me forever too to kind of like come to that like realization too. It's like, you know, people aren't as judgy about me as I am, you know, <laughs> like they're not going to. And if they are like, who cares? Yeah, exactly. Totally. Um. So are you going to do more podcasts? I would love to do more podcasts. Um, This is fun. And I think it's like great to have these conversations. And it's kind of fun to like share my story. Mm -hmm. I don't 
I don't really talk about why I started doing this very often. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think it's huge. I think that's really a message that a lot of people would love to hear, you know, because there's a lot of people going through so many things that might not be able to see or think about how to maybe change the, that direction to something really super productive and amazing. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's all about just like reframing how you want to look at it and finding that thing that like makes you excited to get up while you're going through like this dark period. Yeah. And if you've never been through a major injury, it's, it's difficult to explain to someone how it really like takes just a huge mental health toll on you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wouldn't have known. It's, it's just, it's a big deal. I yeah. think that not everyone understands that. Yeah. So you got to like find your thing. Mm-hmm. And man, everything's on YouTube. So there's so many things to find. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you can learn anything these days, you know, like it's crazy. Yes. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I learned on YouTube. And then since then, I found a couple of other beaters that have like Patreons. So mm-hmm. I subscribe to those because they're always showing you new tips and tricks. And man, there's so much to learn. And I'm here for it. Yeah, totally. I love that. So you said you've been doing it for about a year and a half? Your business? About two years. Okay. okay. Awesome. I love that. Um, are there any other things that you do to kind of keep moving forward and like, you know, just continue like to get out of your comfort zone and continue to grow? Mm, I mean, getting myself out there, doing the beating, the working, we do the horse rescue. That's kind of like my breakaway reset happy place. I don't know if that's out of my comfort zone. I think that's in my comfort zone. <laughs> that's like where I go to just feel like yeah. me. Mm-hmm. I love horses. I grew up with like six of them. I haven't ridden in like 20 years, but they're just the best animals. They're like big mm-hmm. dogs. <laughs> they are. They are like big dogs. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, yay. We're to your favorites. This is one of my favorite parts because um, I love hearing what guests love to do and read and stuff like that. Um, so what is your favorite book? Um, okay. My favorite book is a series. It's called discovery of witches. It's by Deborah Harkness. Okay. Um, I read the books years ago. There's three of them, maybe four. Um, and then I listened to this whole podcast series on the Salem witch trials because my husband and I are going to Boston and I was like, oh, I need to learn all the things. Yeah. And at the end of the podcast was an interview with a historian and she was talking about how she was on a panel with Deborah Harkness and how she said her inspiration for the book was what if everything that they said during the Salem witch trials was real? So All the witches were real. All of their like spectral forms were real. Vampires were real. Everything was real. And that was how she wrote the whole book. And so it's all like witches and vampires, but in a more like adult framed setting. Yeah. And it's, it's super fun. Mm -hmm. Um, The woman who wrote it is a historian. So she brings all of this like historical fiction into it with all of this fantasy. I think Mm -hmm. it's like a really fun ride. Oh, that's awesome. I'll have to check that out. Because that, yeah, all that, that kind of stuff fascinates me, like the history and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And all that. Me too. Yeah. Um, have you, what, you're going to Boston? Yeah. Oh, it's a fun city. You'll love it. I'm so, I'm so excited. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> um, awesome. Uh, so what is your favorite thing to drink? 
Uh, I like white wine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it sounds really lame, but I've been drinking those liquid IVs lately because I'm really on this whole I'm going to be hydrated Yay. kick. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy to just like mix them up and keep them in my purse and like have them on the go. Mm-hmm. I have not heard of that. What is that? Just like a pack- It's like an electrolyte. Uh-huh like packet you add into water and mm-hmm. it's supposed to hydrate you better than just water alone. Oh, okay. And it's got a little bit of sweetness to it. I buy the passion fruit ones on Amazon. They're pretty tasty. Okay. I, yeah, I love that. I'm gonna have to look into that. I drink a lot of water, but I get really bored of it, you know? And so it's just like, mm, what else is there? You know, they sell them at Costco. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're not, members <laughs> yet, but ugh, we're going to be, cause I don't know. We don't go into the city that much, but we're like, it's really not that far. Like we really should just go and suck it up. So, Um, what is your favorite thing to do to relax? Mm, Well, beading is like my relaxing, happy thing. Uh, going out to the horse rescue. I love doing that. I like spending time with my family. Um, I like to clean. No. So my house is pretty organized. Yeah. I don't know. I find cleaning to be really like de-stressing. Yeah. I've heard about people like you. <laughs> Weird people. Who yeah. like to no, that's awesome. I wish I wish I had more of that. Um, I, a, like a question just popped in my head. How long does it take you to make a pair of earrings? So it depends. Somewhere okay. between like my like little ones, I can do in like a pair in two hours, an hour and a half. These ones mm-hmm. took me like four hours. The ones that are really detailed where the patterns are crazy can mm-hmm. take like up to five hours because I'm just sitting there counting and trying to make sure. Cause like with a really intricate pattern, one wrong bead throws the whole thing off. Oh, and can you like undo it and fix it? Or you kind of have to start all over? Depends where you made the mistake. Okay. Um, there are ways to like go back and undo it. Um, there are even ways to fix it once you're totally done, but it depends where the mistake is. Okay. Gotcha. And, um, yeah, some mistakes, there's no coming back from You're. It just is. Yeah. I just start over. Um, okay. Yeah. It sounds like knitting, like, cause I hear my husband talk about it a lot and I'm just like, okay, I don't, yeah. Same thing. Like depending on where the mistake is and I don't know, like different wool. Yeah. And I'm not really creative when it comes to stuff like y'all do. So I'm just like, okay, I don't know what that means. <laughs> but, I love that your husband knits. That's just not what you think of for men, but I like that he's like breaking that stereotype. I know. Yeah. It's funny. He goes to like the little knitting shop here in Hood River and it's of course all older ladies, but they told him that, you know, like the, the majority of the world, the men are the knitters. And so, and it came from like, it started with the fishermen's like making the nets. Oh, sure. Oh, I was like, oh, okay. I can see that. So I know all kinds of knitting trivia, but, um, what's your favorite thing to watch? Um, it depends what I'm doing. So if I'm beating, I'm watching Harry Potter. Like I put it on my laptop because I've seen it so many times that like, I can just hear it and know what's happening. Yes. Yeah. And I just, I just love Harry Potter (laughs) so much. Um, I also like the big bang theory and Gilmore girls. Nice. I think I've seen both of those shows in their entirety multiple times that's how i am with arrested development so just mm. put it on. everybody but, has like a show right that yes. they just watch over and over okay. and i can never get tired of it like yeah um, yeah it's always still funny it's always so yes great. i know like i literally still giggle out loud sometimes and i'm like i've heard this a thousand times but mm-hmm. um i've never seen a harry potter yet 
What? I know. We tried wow. to start them. I don't know. Our kids are 12 and 9, and that was probably it's before COVID. We try, tried to start one. So they were younger. They were like 9 and 6. And they just like, I don't know. I don't. Whatever one we picked was kind of slow to start, and so they complained the whole time. And then every time, like recently, now that they're older, I'm like, why don't we try Harry Potter? And they're like, no. Ah, so... I don't know. Maybe I'll just have to maybe watch it it's just like a generational thing. Maybe, yeah. Like they came out when I was a kid, mm-hmm. ish. You know, younger. Yeah. And it was like, oh, these are so fun. Yeah. See, I think I was in like high school, maybe college. I don't remember when they came out, but I was kind of like older to where I kind of. I know the it- last book came out like in my early twenties because mm-hmm. I remember buying it and reading it. Yeah. So I don't think all the movies had come out yet. I honestly don't remember. Yeah. I just remember it took a long time for mm-hmm. the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It seems huge. Yeah. I've wanted to, to watch them. So I'm going to do that. But, um, and lastly, where's your favorite place to, um, to visit, to travel to? Mm, anywhere I haven't been. Mm-hmm. Like I love the idea of going to new places. Mm-hmm. Um, part of why we're going to Boston is because I'm a birthday princess and somewhat low key demand a trip every year. <laughs> um, and we haven't been able to go because of COVID. Yeah. We were supposed to go to Boston for my husband's birthday. So I was like, Hey, my birthday's coming. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Boston. <laughs> so I think it's just, there's so much out there to see. Like my list of things I want to see is so massive like mm-hmm. man take me anywhere I haven't been I want to go yeah all that's all. so is there like one place like the top of your list that you're like I really want to go there I've never been there I really want to go to Italy oh, yeah um Italy sounds amazing mm-hmm. um I did one of those ancestry tests and I found out I'm like half German so mm-hmm. I'm like ooh, we should go to Germany yeah that sounds fun that's awesome yay okay yeah I'm not I haven't traveled much sadly so those all sound amazing <laughs> Um, okay, well, cool. What is your social media, your website, all of that good stuff that everybody can connect with you further? So Instagram is Amanda Thayer Designs. My website is amandathayerdesigns.com. And then I made a promo code for your listeners. Oh. So if they put in yeah. bubbles and biz, they'll get 15% off. Oh, awesome. Thank you for doing so, that. Yeah. Um, I'll def- yeah, I'll put that in the podcast notes um, so they can take advantage of that. And yeah, y'all yeah, should go to the store because it, seriously, your earrings, I'm not just saying that. Like, and I love earrings. I have tons of dangly ones. Um, they're beautiful. They really are great. Thank you. I love making them and I love sharing them with people. And I just want you to feel fantastic. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for being so flexible. I know we had to reschedule. So this was so much fun. I'm so glad. Of course. Yay. Well, awesome. Well, thank you for joining me and we'll be back next week. Everybody. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, like I said, I think Amanda's story is incredible and I just love her resilience and she just bounced back from something that, you know, you don't really see coming. Um, so anyway, um, I also wanted to share that the Bubbles and Biz community is now open. Um, it's a monthly membership for less than Friday night takeout. We have a networking event. We, You also have um, access to a monthly office hour. Um, you guys can hop in on these podcast recordings. Um, there's a monthly workbook and there's accountability check-ins and so much more. So if you're looking to network with a global um, community um, and enjoy some bubbles from time to time, and just yeah connect collaborate celebrate with other 
women who are growing their business. Love to have you join us. Um, you can learn more at bubblesandbiz.co or you can also find it on my website, nb.marketing. See you next week.